This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. As more and more loan originators leave retail for wholesale, competition is heating up to hang on to your best people. How can independent mortgage brokers retain their top talent? In this episode, we're joined by two industry experts on this topic, Tom Aulis of Edge Home Finance and Mike Cordes of Nexa Mortgage. They'll tell you how to create a model that will make your company a destination for originators. Episode 23 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right, welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Tom Aulis, mortgage broker and co-founder at Edge Home Finance out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Tom, so great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, Justin. Excited. I've been uh, I've been a listener to me anytime that I have a, either a road trip or anywhere where I'm going longer than 30 minutes. You guys have amazing content and do things all the time for brokers to grow and do better. So really honored and privileged for not only having the opportunity to speak here, but, uh, you know, uh, learning. I continue listening to your episodes and appreciate all that you guys do to help us get better. Well, that's very kind of you to say. And uh, a bit of background on you for our listeners who don't know, uh, Edge Home Finance in 2021 did just under $3 billion, with a B in volume. And Tom, you were personally responsible for $121 million of that. But beyond the numbers, Tom, uh, I want to ask you just about your company and your employees. Uh, and that brings us to keeping your employees and, and your amazing retention rate uh, of 99% or greater, uh, just an incredible number in, in today's job market. So for starters, just just give us your perspective on the importance of employee retention in the mortgage business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as anyone who's ever ran a business knows that, you know, one of the biggest expenses you have are is hiring employees, right? And once all of us right now, especially with the uh, con, you know the conversion from a lot of people laying off retail originators, um, a lot of brokers are hiring, we're growing, all good things to see. But what also that we're, we've always focused on is making sure that we're partnering with our realtors to where as a brokerage, even if someone wanted to go and open their own brokerage, you know, you get a lot of guys that hit 20 or 30 million in production and they're ready to go. I'm ready to open my own brokerage and do it all on my own. And you know what I found, not everybody that's a good originator is a good owner. And for us, we wanted to make sure that how do we look at this issue in a way that solves two problems? One, the industry right now with refinances is, is down 50%, right? I think this, the true statistics on it, it's like originations for refinances are down 51%. Now, for me personally, I've been a purchase originator, but part of doing, even when we talk about my own production of $121 million, a big chunk of that was still refinances because when rates are at you know two and a quarter, I couldn't check my mailbox without having a conversation with my mailman and saying, "Hey, you know what are rates at? Oh, you're at this. Oh, wow. Hey, I'm interested in refinance. Hey, right, great. So you know with refinances being down right now, purchases are still kicking butt. We're still doing great here and growing. 
But part of that is really trying to understand two things. How do we retain originators and how do we give them a second stream of revenue? And to me, I think either a profit sharing model or you know, something along those lines. There's a couple of the top broker companies in, in the country. I get the honor as being, I'm also the president of growth with AIM, that I get the opportunity to, to meet and work with these other um, you know, owners, high-end producers, and really try to learn what the secrets are. And when you're watching companies that are growing from, you know, we, we were shy of under $3 billion. Those are just massive numbers. I remember when I started in this industry, um, 20 some years ago, you would see national lenders that weren't hitting $3 billion. I mean, I remember there was a time when UWM didn't hit $3 billion, right? So it's, you know, the, the numbers have grown, but as a company, the importance of having a piece to where you're not only retaining employees, but giving your originators another revenue stream. And I think profit sharing or a revenue share of that is key. So we started this uh, right from the beginning, I would say. Our CEO, Chris Hacker, um, from the beginning when him and I joined forces, our intention was to stay on the front lines and originate and do a good job and make sure we did well for our clients. And then what would happen is, you know, I would have friends when I left the bank that I was working at that, that would ask me, hey, how are things going? Like, man, they're going great. I'm, uh, I'm getting, you know, I'm able to sell rates that are wholesale rates. I have control. I have all of the things that we, you know, that you bankers don't think we do have, right? And what would happen? Like, well, hey, I'm interested in joining you. What would that look like? Um, and for a lot of these people, they're self-managing. You know, our model and a lot of the top, I would say, broker models, and I say top is in the ones with the most LO count. All of them, I believe, share in a similar uh, situation as to where they offer either some sort of revenue share or profit sharing model to what that means is you're dual purposing your originators. You take an originator that maybe he was doing 20 million a year and he left from ABC retail down the road and he knows 30 other originators there. When he comes over to Edge, he's going to be talking about his quick, I got to clear to close in three days, thanks to UWM. I've got all of these amazing tools and things to where we publish out there to highlight what we're doing. And they're going to be asking about it. I think a lot of business owners miss that opportunity of recruiting from that for, for one of two reasons. Either one, they have a non-compete, the person that came there, so they can't directly solicit them. Or two, they just don't have any other person handling the recruiting side of it other than maybe one or two people within that company. And for us, what we did is we just came out and said, hey, listen, we will give every originator we have the ability to recruit and we're going to share a piece of the pie with them on that, right? We're not adding to the pie and saying, okay, well, now the next person gets this here and we're adding more money. We lowered our own company's profit margin by allowing us to grow, right? So what happened was, is, you know, you get to 30 originators and you may have just like anything, your top five or 10% are going to do 80 to 90% of the work. Those top five or 10% realize this is a no brainer right now. Why would I not spend an hour or two of my week and make a couple calls to other originators to build something that originators don't have, which is residual income? Right? How do I build residual income to where, okay, now if I hired five LOs, you know, and those five LOs even close three, three loans, actually, I'll make it easy. They do two loans a month. So you have 10 extra transactions. And let's say, I'm just going to throw a number out there for the sake of easy math. You're giving them $500 per transaction. 
That means that person has almost a $60,000 a year base salary in a sense because they know they just hired five LOs that close two loans a month. Now, I don't know about you, but there's really in wholesale, there is no, there is no salary for the most part, right? I mean, everything's transparent with, with us and, and with wholesale in general, which is why the attraction has been there. So, you know, for us, it's one of those things to where once we went to that model very early on, um, almost I would say out of accident, because I was, we're sharing with the people that we want to partner with. I'd love to partner with you. Um, but you're going to have to manage this person that you're hiring, right? Um, so, A, they're becoming a manager. They're getting a little bit more vested with the company. And then also what happens, you know, they get to the point where now instead of five loan officers, they have two. And now instead of, you know, um, 500 a month, now it's 10,000 a month. And now I, if I decided to leave, if they decided to leave, you know, Edge Home Finance, they're leaving $120,000 of guaranteed income. And for most originators, there's no such thing as guaranteed income, right? The only thing that we have even close to residual income are the realtor connections that we have that, at least for me, because I'm still on the front lines producing, I know the agents that I work with, they are always going to be closing loans, right? Or closing real estate transactions. They have to. They've been doing it for 20 years, 30 years, whatever the case is. Even on a down market, to me, that was as close as I could get to residual income. So- it's an amazing system. It's an amazing system you guys have set up. And, and I'd have to think that you, you've had conversations with people who work for you over the years who have at least kicked the tires on going out on their own. Um, and then you probably put that in front of them, but you were just talking about the residual income. Are you really willing to walk away from that? Yeah. And, you know, once you get to the size where, you know, I, I would say you scale from and, and you scale from 10 to 100 employees, a lot of those costs for you as an owner are the same, whether you have 10 employees or 40 employees, right? Um, you know, there is, we're working with this currently with AIM right now on building out a business plan support for broker owners to really make sure they have all the pieces of the pieces in place to scale. Um, but part of it is really, you know, adding, even if you're taking a little less per transaction, it's like the oldest saying in the book for me, would you rather make 1% of 100,000 or would you rather make 600 bucks on 3 billion? Um, you know, it really comes down to it to where, you know, we've become efficient and I think where it's important, you need to become efficient on making sure, A, you're running a really good ethical brokerage, you're good at your payroll, all of the things that somebody as an entrepreneur wants to plug into, uh, that they have that support to where, you know, they're doing their part on managing the employee that they hire, doing everything from their end. On our part, we're doing all of the things almost like, uh, I would say, a franchisee in a sense, right? If I wanted to open up a sub shop, do I want to just open up John's sub shop or would it make sense to go to a national chain that has everything set up for you to where the cost for originators on my end, I honestly think is cheaper if they went, if they stayed with us compared to opening their own brokerage. Um, and I think that's one of the keys to not only why we've had the growth that we've had and continue to have, but also why some of the other top broker owners in the country are, are seeing the same success. Back to the retention topic for just a moment. Uh, you know, beyond the residual income that that your LOs are getting, you know, what does everybody want when they go to work or, or when they you know log in every single day? You know, they want to feel like they're being treated well, right? And I, yeah, I would have transparency. to think, yeah, and, and I would have to think that's got to play a role in in how you've been able to to hang on to so many of your people over the years. 
Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, as you know, the one thing that uh, is disheartening for anyone is is a lack of transparency, right? And for us, it's it's crystal clear. And I think for most brokers, it is because there isn't, you know, there isn't margin manipulation. There isn't uh, seven layers of management over top of what you have to originate a mortgage. The, the, the fact is that you guys have, the technology has come such a far away that originating mortgages is not that long of a job. I mean, you may take three hours per transaction um, and you know, it's, it's transparency. If it's only taking me three hours, I don't need seven managers looking over what I did in those six hours to close two deals. Um, so to me, it's you know the, the whole culture behind it, why uh, I think we've been able to retain is just the transparency and partnership, right? We have, like you guys mentioned, I adopt a lot of the things that uh, UWM leads with. We have team members, right? Any of our guys could start, start their own mortgage company tomorrow if they want it. But our goal is to provide a value proposition that's so great that why in the world would you want to go and sit through state examinations? Why would you want to have to deal with the attorneys on things that we have to deal with? Why would you want to deal with uh, an accountant for the, I mean, a lot of these things are expensive. And as a as an originator, you know we've been preaching, and UWM has, uh, AIM have all this. We want to help people create their own business if that's what they're calling us. But it's not calling for everyone. You know, our our thing why we've kept some really high producing originators is they're they're running their own business. We're just handling all the back end for them, and they have the volume incentives. They have the size. It's a great way to scale a brokerage exactly as we did. You just have to be able to give a little piece of the pie away to, to help them grow with you. Great, great stuff from Tom Aulis, mortgage broker and co-founder at Edge Home Finance and a fantastic champion for the broker channel. Tom, great insights. Love your perspective on this. Thanks so much for sharing. Yeah, absolutely, Justin. Thanks again for having me. I hope you have an amazing day. Are you a retail loan officer or mortgage banker? Looking for a career change that will give you more flexibility, speed, and earning potential? Our team of experts at BeAMortgageBroker.com can help you make the switch to wholesale. Get started today at BeAMortgageBroker.com. All right, welcome back to the show as we bring in Mike Cordes. He is the CEO of Nexa Mortgage based in Chandler, Arizona. Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Justin. Appreciate it. So for those that don't know, and there probably aren't many of you that have not heard of Nexa Mortgage, uh, Mike and his partner, Macarella, founded the company back in 2017. They now have the most LOs of any independent mortgage brokerage in the country. So Mike, you guys have grown this thing so big and so fast. And, and when you think about employee retention, Mike, in this business. You have been in mortgages for 20 plus years now. When you think about keeping your people as you look to grow and scale a business, what comes to mind for you? So attracting and getting loan officers in today's environment is pretty easy. Keeping them is a whole other story, right? Keeping them happy, um, those types of things, especially the kind of loan officers we employ. Independent, self-producing loan officers only. We don't provide leads, anything of that nature. They have to do their own business. And quite frankly, because of that, um, they know they're valuable. They know they're important, right? They're they're vetted by a lot of different companies to try and get to come from them. So what keeps them to us, right? To us, the name of the game is support, right? There's 
Um, there's two ways, in my opinion, to keep loan officers. One is you gotta you gotta overpay them, and two, you gotta over support them. So, um, and support and culture to us, support leads into the cultural environment, the way that we do our support. Um, but support is really the name of the game to me. Mike, I, I know that you're a you're a big sports fan. Uh, and you know, like all professional uh, sports teams, they want to hang on to their their top people, right? They're they're all stars, they're MVP candidates. And I know for you, it's the same kind of thing with your top producers. You want to make sure that they stay put exactly where they are with you at Nexa. So, what is the key to that? Well, like I said, there's two ways to uh, retain and keep your people, right? Um, one of them is to ma- massive, you know, to over support them. Um, and with that support, we have that. Re- crazy, ridiculous um, culture environment because they get to really know us face-to-face, even though they're not, it's not a phone call, it's face-to-face, right? Um, but the second way to do that is to, uh, to overpay them, right, quite frankly. Um, and we have a compensation plan that literally pays out 100% of the entire transaction to those top producers. So they get 100% of everything. Um, and it's literally, it happens that if one of these top producers ever, because they make so much money and they're overpaid by design, um, if they were to leave Nexa, and this is not a joke, we literally make more money if they leave, which is not the goal because I still don't want to lose the volume, right? The volume is the goal. And ultimately, if you get the volumes, you'll win no matter what. I'm okay with making less money. I'd rather have good partners be here, but but to us, overpaying those top producers or overpaying people um, is by design because they're partners to us. We want them to know that they are partners and they're paid overpaid to be here because they are partners. Because that's how a partner is. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, real important to us the word partners in that regard. So, you know, when you were first building the company, uh, you were telling me that you were doing all the recruiting and you were trying to figure out a way to you know get from 40 LOs uh, to 80, and then from 80 to 160. And, and you came up with a plan um, and you came up with a system to do that. And, and this is very much how you have grown Nexa. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah. So the first year was, uh, I don't know, tough, right? I hired over a hundred loan officers, but by the end of the year, I only had like 40 of them left. Um, so I lost more than I was keeping, right? Because we didn't have a the support. The support structure was the most important because converting from the retail sector, which is our focus, um, going after retail loan officers, educating those retail loan officers that the broker channel really is better for them and their consumers, um, was important. Except it's difficult to become a broker. So we realized that the support in the wholesale sector wasn't really quite there. And so we had to add that major, major level support. And that's when we added our first LOS coaches that, um, that were in our internal structure. But from there, I said, okay, I still wanted it to go faster, right? So now we were able to finally keep people. But how do I just not hire 100 people a year? How do I hire five, 600 people a year, right? And so at, then we entered this structure where, um, we literally give away our, our profits to those partners at Nexa Mortgage that help us grow. Um, and look, no different than me going out and recruiting loan officers, who's going to benefit from that? I'm going to as the owner of Nexa Mortgage. So we put the power into our loan officers to do the same thing. 
And so now they're the owners of their own business, right? They, they own their portion of Nexa Mortgage. So, and they receive the, um, the entire, literally, we pay out 100% of the entire profit of the organization. And we're okay with that because as owners, I still have to, to produce and I still, not loans, but I have to produce like additional loan officers. So I still actively recruit in order to make my share of Nexa Mortgage. So um, we effectively gave away the company to all of our teammates um, by doing this revenue share model. Um, and we put the power into them to go out and do it because just asking loan officers, say, hey, tell all your friends about us. Yeah, you might get a few of them to put a post online, but now give them the company's profits and say, listen, I'm going to give away all my money that is dedicated to me going out and doing this, but instead I'm going to pay you, give it to you to do it. All of a sudden you put the power into them and you get, look, they're humans, Right. Humans inevitably look out for, for number one. That's just the reality of it. I'm not naive to this. Um, but through the process, we created really, truly, true partners here at Maxim Mortgage. Um, people who, who really are part of the, uh, the, the, uh, the plan. And this income that they receive is, to us, it's life. It's forever. It goes on. If, if they were to retire, that money continues to go to them. And, and, and importantly, if anything happens to them, right, and they were to um, perish a little early, that money continues to go to their family. And that was important to us to really take care of their families um, because I know how important my family is to me. And I know what happens to me if I, if I die early. My family's going to get paid for, for my benefits here at Nexa. It's naive to think otherwise. Um, but I believe that the loan officers should have the same. I believe that our partners, are they partners? Are they, or are we just talking about two sides of our mouth, right? And so we look, we really cherish this word partners with our top producers by overpaying and by design and by the folks who help us recruit and join the organization. And as a result of that, um, we now add uh, on average of about 500 loan officers a year that, um, and that stick because of our support and, and the over, because they're out there spreading word. I couldn't have possibly hired that many loan officers alone. I can't have that many conversations in the game. So we empower them and we empower our partners here at Nexa Mortgage. So, so, so when you look at the landscape of the industry uh, right now and, and in the future, you know, with, with broken market, market share where it is and where it is expected to go, um, I'm sure you get questions a lot of times from, from other broker owners out there about the way you guys have done this, um, established this model. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's expensive, right, to, to recruit people, to hire them, to train them, and then to keep them. So what, what are the few things you tell others out there or would offer up if they are you know, growing and scaling their shop and, and one day want to do something like Nexa is doing? The first thing you have to do is you have to build a back office structure, right? You have to understand systems. And there's some inevitable thing in people and humans or business people who some just understand it and some just don't. Some are meant to stay small and some understand systems, but you have to have systems. There has to be a place for everything. There has to be help. You're never going to get to this size without supporting those loan officers and, and support is, is step one, right? But then you got to have systems because look, we've gone through pain, right? We've gone through a lot. Today, I have certain pain points between all the different departments that we run. Um, there are pain points that as the faster we grow, maybe one of our departments didn't keep up with the growth, right? And so then we have to throw extra resources to give it extra attention to keep up with that growth. So it'd be one thing if we got to a thousand loan officers, we just stayed there. We can maintain that no problem. 
but we're trying to get to 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 loan officers, right? We want to take on the largest independent mortgage companies, not mortgage brokers, but mortgage companies. And right now, um, that, that, uh, that trophy uh, still sits on Fairway's desk and I plan to take it off. So. Well, no, nobody should be betting against you, Mike, based on what you guys have done in a, a, a short amount of time. It's just incredible what, what Nexa and the team there have done. So uh, hats off to you and Mike and, and everybody at Nexa. And, and we appreciate you joining us uh, to, uh, to give us some of your insights on this topic. Really do uh, appreciate it and enjoyed the conversation. Really appreciate you letting me come on, man. Thank you so much. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.